Welcome to that homeschool thing podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of homeschooling, clear up stereotypes and stigmas, and give you the best information possible straight from former homeschoolers. Don't forget to subscribe and share that homeschool thing podcast with all your friends and family members. Here now is your host and former homeschooler himself, Jesse Fister. Good afternoon, fellow homeschoolers, homeschool skeptics, and homeschool wannabes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of That Homeschool Thing. We are so happy to have you today. Our guest is former homeschooler Sam Griggs. Sam is married. He has three daughters. He and his wife homestead in Missouri. If you're not familiar with homesteading, well, we'll let Sam tell you more about that. Sam, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, uh, Jesse. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. We're so pleased to have you here, and it is it is great talking to you. Tell us, we'll, we'll get into kind of homesteading here in just a second. Where are you mm-hmm. originally from? I'm originally from uh, Wright City, Missouri. Uh, it's, a, I don't know, about an hour west of St. Louis, and that's mm-hmm. where we grew up. I'm the oldest of seven kids, and wow. uh, all of us are homeschooled. Yeah, all of us were homeschooled. Um, my sister, my youngest sister, Anna, is still at home and she's kind of finishing up being homeschooled so she's got a few okay. more years left wow so someone's still at home and they're still being homeschooled was right. I, I guess i guess we'll get into that to the process of what that looked like growing up but where mm-hmm. where do you guys live now now we live uh just outside of herman uh, mm-hmm. missouri a little uh a little west of that uh, it's beautiful country. We we really like it, and we've kind of started a small farm uh, homestead out there. We've been out there a couple years. We really enjoy it. Go into a little bit more about the homesteading process because I'm not super familiar with it myself. Well, for us, it's actually the homesteading thing. We we probably only got into it maybe a year ago or so, mm-hmm. and um, it's just for us. It's more about trying to do to do more and learn more uh, about things that we can do for ourselves, you know, growing a garden and canning, canning your own food, uh, raising your own meat. Potentially we're looking at going off grid sometime in the, in the future. Um, And uh, that's something that that actually plays into the whole homeschool thing with our girls. Uh, We want to teach them some of those skills that we feel like, we may not have grown up with. Hopefully, we we talked about it so much before we actually moved out to the country and started kind of dipping our toes in that that whole homesteading thing. We talked about, you know, are girls going to like this or, like, you know, hate us for this? (laughs) That they're not, like, living in a city where everything's just, you know, super easy for them. But uh, so far, they, they really like it. And, you know, when we're, when we're in the kitchen trying to canned food or or really any kind of project around the farm. I mean, they're right there with us uh, mm-hmm. doing their best to help out. They they love it. For those who might not know, tell us uh, tell us about what off-grid actually means. Yeah, it's kind of a – there's, there's a, probably a few different views of that. Some, some people are really hardcore when it comes to off-grid and other off-gridders not so much. But essentially, it means you don't have – uh, electricity running from a pole into your into your home. Uh, some mm. off-griders are still off-grid, but they'll have a um, solar power. There's a lot that do that. Some people still consider 
folks off-grid, even if they have uh, like a big propane tank hooked to their home. But basically, it's it's being more reliant on yourself. You know, with a even with solar power, that's a system that you have to take care of yourself. You know, it's not it's not on a, an electric company or a co-op or whatever care of your electrical needs. But okay. some people are really hardcore and they don't have any of that. I mean, they are they don't have solar anything. They don't have uh, propane anything. It's, wow. um, I mean, it's wood wood stoves and a and a well pump. You know, a manual well pump or or a some kind of system like that. So it's kind of a wide range, but what is you and your life goal? Of it. What would you guys like to do? As far as being considered off grid, what is the goal for you guys? I think um, I think we would like to get a solar system at some point. Um, it just kind of it kind of depends uh, where where we're at right now. We've got a, we've been able to get our electric bill uh, reduced. Uh, I mean, it's it's way down. It, we we mm. don't have to pay too much with electric, and right now it wouldn't make too much sense for us to try and um, to try and do the whole solar thing cost wise. But I'm not explaining it very well. But it uh, hopefully in the future that's what we want to do though is, is is go go solar. I think. Um, yeah. And hopefully have a system that's big enough that we can still have. You know, like we bought a uh, washing machine, but it uh, we bought a new washing machine, but it, it barely uses any electricity, and it runs smaller loads. But mm. uh, it, it's something that we're kind of looking looking towards in the future that a you know a solar panel can can run something like that. I should have asked you this in the beginning. What is your wife's name, your daughter's name, and what are their ages? Oh, I should have asked yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. My wife's name. My wife's name is Laura, and then we have three daughters. Uh, Micah May is four. Ivy mm-hmm. Joe is three, and Annie is one. You guys are busy. Not only homesteading, but you're also busy like us because we have three boys oh. around the around yeah. the same ages, and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Say how how noisy does the house get? Oh my goodness, it, it gets so noisy. And I told like our girls, they just talk nonstop. And uh, you know, our our one year old is just you know she's babbling and yammering, and she has she has some words she she uses. But I told my wife, I don't know what we're gonna do when she really starts talking. And then we have three of them just going constantly. How did you meet your wife? We met in college. I went to uh, Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon, mm-hmm. Illinois. It's about an hour south of Chicago. And I got a degree in church music. And my wife got a degree in, uh, she actually got a degree in church music and French horn performance. And so we met, um, it's a Christian private university. And so we have chapel that we had to go to. And then we were in the same choir. And one year, the chapel has assigned seating. And one year, or one semester, I was assigned the seat next to her. And then in choir, we were assigned the seat next to each other. And so I had to sit next to her every day for <laughs> for a whole semester. Uh, you make it sound like it was difficult. You had to sit next to her. Yeah, so so I just I couldn't get away. So uh, that's how that's how that's how we met. But who liked who first, or was it a mutual liking? Oh, you know when I first when I first um, met her. I was scared to death of her. She was a <laughs> freshman. We we did a our choir 
was uh, we we always did a variety show as a fundraiser pretty pretty quick in the semester. It was it's like the end of September or something like that. Maybe about this time actually that they put it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a freshman, she was the stage manager, and it's kind of stressful because uh, everyone just has their little variety in a couple of days. So th- there's not a whole lot of time to work on lighting and all that. And she's the mm-hmm. stage manager, and uh, the dress rehearsal before the show, people were just goofing off. They weren't they weren't at their spots at the right time, and it was freshman, and it was just like, listen up, people. We, you know, we've got one more time to run, run through this. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm not going to mess with that woman. <laughs> As a freshman, like straightening out seniors like that and getting the show going. But uh, actually, I think she, she probably had the interest in me first. She mm-hmm. asked me since I was a tenor, I sang and she played French horn. She asked me if I would work on a horn and tenor duet piece. Uh, to audition for a commencement concert spot, and so we had to work on that. That's probably where our relationship kind of really started, because we had to work mm-hmm. work on it a lot. You know, you had to spend a lot of time practicing together, and so I think she kind of made the first move with that. And at some point, you got less and less scared of her, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Once 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 I got to know her, it, it was uh, it was a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay, well, let's go back a little bit to the, your to your homeschooling days. Um, all your sure. all your siblings were homeschooled. Were you guys homeschooled throughout your homeschooling life, uh, or did you go to public private school, or did anyone go outside of of the homeschooling world? No, we were all homeschooled um, from the start, and then most of us have taken once we got to high school have taken like a math science foreign language from a couple of different uh, Christian schools in whatever area we were, we were at because mom and dad have moved west a little bit more to Montgomery. But, mm-hmm. um, but mostly it was, it was being homeschooled with a little bit of that higher education in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. We took some of that at, at a private school. Do you think it overall was a good fit for everyone that is homeschooling? I do think so. I don't know. I, I've actually, I've not talked to some of my younger, you know, I'm the oldest of seven, and so my, my youngest sister uh, was born when I was 16. And I, I'll be honest, some of the younger ones, I've not talked to them about whether, you know, I'm not sure if any of them ever wanted to go to public school or, or go to, you know, a Christian school full-time or something. Um mm-hmm. But I think overall for for us it was a it was a good experience. Do you recall or do you know why your parents decided originally to homeschool? Yeah, I think I think it was mostly about wanting to know what was influencing us as mm-hmm. kids. And um it I guess it sounds bad to say that they wanted to have control over it, but then as a parent I I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing to know what what your kids are being taught. I think that's mostly what it what it came from. Um, you know, growing up, <laughs> the most ironic thing is how my dad was a, uh, you know, a teacher and then a principal and was in the public school system uh, as a leader for for so long, and yet we all homeschooled. I know I know a lot of his colleagues colleagues would give him a little bit of a hard time over that, but. Um, but anyway, yeah. Do you remember back then, did your parents, did they receive a lot of, was there any criticism or negative feedback 
from friends or relatives regarding uh, everyone being homeschooled or with the community and the circle around you guys, were, was everyone really supportive? How did that look back? Back then, you know, 25 years ago, homeschooling was still kind of new. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know my parents received a little bit of flack from my grandparents. You know, it's just something that was really new. They had never heard of it before, and um, you know, they, they didn't want something to screw up their grandchildren's lives. And uh, so they got some pushback uh, initially, but now I would say that my grandparents are, you know, big believers in in homeschooling. And it helped, too, because my uh, cousins lived in the area as well, and they started homeschooling. Mm. And so uh, once my cousin said uh, all their grandchildren were going to be homeschooled, I think they just said, oh, okay, well, we'll just go with it. (laughs) Since everyone's doing it, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it did help, though, as far as, you know, having that, that co-op in Saint, the St. Saint Charles area, you know, have have a support group. I think that did help. Were you guys heavily involved in that support group in St. Charles, Missouri? I mean, it was mostly just with the um, band and choir for us. I know we, mm-hmm. we would do some, you know, they'd have some scheduled activities, and we would do that a little bit. But it was mostly through uh, through the band and choir, and we were heavily involved in that for sure. As far as people out there who are listening who are not in the homeschool world, say I'm a parent and I'm thinking of homeschooling my kid, I want to know more about it. I'm listening you to, to you today talk about your homeschooling experience. What are the added benefits of homeschooling that you see? Uh, and potentially what are some negatives and maybe some pitfalls? within homeschooling, if there are any that you notice. Right, right. Well, I know with as far as the pitfalls go, we've got friends that have, have tried homeschooling, and it's it's not for everyone. You know, I think sometimes it strains the uh, parents and the child's relationship a little bit. Um, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, like for example, with my, my wife teaches piano, and I don't know that she'll necessarily – we're we're going to try and homeschool our girls for sure. But with piano, um, you know, maybe she might not teach our girls piano just because sometimes it strains the relationship and the kids might not take instruction from parents very well. You know, things like that happen. But the mm-hmm. – I mean, the benefits are incredible. I think it – I think it really prepares you for college. You know, in college, most of your learning is on you. You know, a professor, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll go to class, but as far as turning in assignments and doing the work, you know, you've got the syllabus there, and it's on mm-hmm. you. And uh, in high school, that's kind of what homeschooling is like. You've got the book, and you're, you know, you're kind of almost teaching yourself. You're working through it, and if you hit a snag, then you, you'll go talk to your parents. Or they may even refer to someone else that they know that has, more experience in that that area, uh, and so I think it I think it prepares you pretty well for college, and then even mm-hmm. for for life afterwards. As far as being a, a hard worker, you've got a you know your boss isn't going to sit there and hold your hand if you, if you have a boss even you know unless you're you know you're an entrepreneur start your own business. Um, mm-hmm. I think either way, homeschooling does a great job of preparing you for that. What um, curriculum? did your mom use? Was it one in particular or did you guys use a plethora of curriculum? Yeah, I know she she started out I think she tried a Becca at the very beginning and she uh she wasn't a fan of it and I'm not sure I'm not exactly sure why. So we ended up 
she just picked a little bit here and and, and there, just mm-hmm. like you said, a smattering of stuff. It was uh, it wasn't just one set curriculum. But um, with our girls, we're we're just kind of starting out with them, and we've actually picked up a Becca. Uh, to work with them, and we were, we really like it so far. Did you ever was there ever a time growing up that you wanted to go to public private school and experience that, or were you completely satisfied being a homeschooler as a homeschooler? I really enjoyed homeschooling. Um, I majored, ended up going to college and majoring in music. And as far as the music side goes, I had everything that I needed uh, through through homeschooling. Um, we had a band and a choir that I was able to be a part of, and um, and then, you know, private lessons, you can do those whether you're homeschooled or not. The only time that I really wanted to be, uh, you know, go to a public or a Christian school, um, my junior year of high school, I started running track, and uh, there weren't, we didn't have, I still don't know if they do, have any track or cross-country teams for homeschoolers. And so uh, I actually ran that summer. I ran AAU track, and uh, and that was pretty good because I was able to, to connect with kids. But I mean, you're still practicing, you know, running at home all alone, <laughs> which, which can be a little tough. But uh, but that was the only time that I I was like, man, it'd be really great to be a part of a team and uh, to be able to compete at some of the bigger events. How did your mom log your academics? Did she keep a logbook, a planner? How was she keeping that information? I think it was. I think it was mostly with a logbook. Um, I mean, and back then it was probably mostly just you know handwritten. Now I think she uses some kind of computer software, or, or maybe mm-hmm. even just a some kind of a, a spreadsheet. You know, and I would imagine that's how most people do it now. Uh, the number one question homeschoolers usually get is, uh, how did you maintain a social life? How would you answer that? How, how did you have the balance of academics at home, but also kind of get outside of maybe even the family unit a little bit to experience culture or the world? How, how, how did that work in your family? Yeah, I mean, we had the band and choir that we were involved with, and uh, and at some points we were even within that system. It was you were involved with choir, and then you had the the madrigal groups, which is kind of a smaller musical group made up of, you know, maybe 16 kids. And then same thing with band. You had concert band and then jazz band. Uh, We did Bible quizzing. We were a a big part of socialization for us that that my mom kind of counted towards socialization was church. You know, we were at church a couple of times a week. And so there were, you know, every week it was at least three or four, maybe five times we were outside the house with with peers or other families or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I think nowadays, now that homeschooling is even bigger, it's probably even easier. You know, in a in a even a small community to to be able to to do things like that. What was your high school graduation like? Did you did you have a graduating class or a ceremony or anything? Yeah, I know we had uh, we we did have a uh, a ceremony. Well, I can't even remember how many kids were at it. Maybe thirty or forty, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we had a ceremony, and so that was um, that was fun. But I mean, that was that was kind of it. I know I I heard in your interview with David, you talked about you asked him about uh, prom, mm-hmm. and um, right. I I didn't know that there was a prom, but apparently there was. 
Ah, you didn't go somewhere. To yeah, and I got yeah. invited by by a girl I did not know at all, and I felt oh, terrible. Wow. But I told her I told her no, I couldn't go. <laughs> she was asking you out, and you said no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was. Well, I was. I was. I thought, man, I I don't know that I've ever talked to you, and that just sounds like a an awkward night. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I remember a high school prom. That was it. It was fun. But I have really nothing to – being a homeschooler myself, former homeschooler, I had nothing to compare it to. Um, so, right. yeah, I just kind of leave it in the back of my mind like, well, it was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> There's really, that's all I can think about it. Um, that's all I can think about when I think about it. So, yeah. Uh, right. Well, that, that's great. You were asked out and you declined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Laura is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully I didn't break that girl's heart too bad. You probably did. Yeah. Um, so you talked about uh, where you went to college. You met your wife in college. Did you work as well while while you were in college? Did you, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, and it actually it probably influenced me the most towards my career path because I uh, initially when I went to college I was majoring in music education, but uh, my job in college was being on a public relations group for the university. And basically, it was um, a small singing group. Uh, each year, it kind of changed. Uh, my first year, they only had, let's see, like four or five singers. My last year doing it, we had like 12 or 13 singers. And we would travel to, uh, it was a Nazarene school. And so on the weekends, we would travel to Nazarene churches. We would go and sing um praise and worship songs and then a lot of times talk to youth groups and stuff about the university so that was during the school year and then in the summers we would travel to churches on sunday morning and sunday night uh, sometimes we would sing on saturday night too and then during mm -hmm. the week the uh we would sing at district assemblies which is just kind of a business meeting for uh, the area churches and so we would do that during the summer and uh, we traveled to a four state region we we'd sing in indiana illinois uh, michigan and wisconsin and so um that re that really influenced me because every weekend i was helping to lead worship and mm -hmm. uh, I, I ended up enjoying it so much that i switched my major to to church music and that's what i ended up getting my degree in it sounds like the transition from high school for you to college was pretty fluid, wouldn't you say? It sounds it sound like it was it was it was a really yeah. easy transition. It doesn't sound like you had a lot of hesitancy going to college, uh, moving away for a little while, and all of that. No, I it, I felt like it was smooth. I, I would say taking the classes at the Christian school too uh, helped a lot because those classes were um, two days a week, which is almost exactly like what college is. And so mm -hmm. I felt like I had already kind of been through that that type of a schedule and so going to college it I really enjoyed it because I was able to do a lot more music and and really immerse myself in that um, mm -hmm. and I don't know I would have thought maybe being away from home would affect me more and I love my family and we we you know we all still live around this area the St. Louis area but um, but I, I, I transitioned through that pretty well, too. Did you mention at the beginning, was Laura, was she homeschooled as well growing up, or did she go to school? No, she went uh, She went to public school. She's actually from Connecticut over on the East Coast. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, yeah, but she she went to public school, and um, she's actually – we, we talk about 
why one one of the reasons why she wants to homeschool from her perspective mm-hmm. is uh, she's a very very smart individual. Um, she got a a perfect score on her ACT, and she's wow. had full ride scholarship for her undergraduate degree, and she got a full ride scholarship for her master's degree. Wow! And uh, that's impressive. One of the things, yeah. Oh, I I know. I married up. <laughs> as did um, I, and, uh, as did I. <laughs> unfortunately, my daughters are all just as smart, and <laughs> they're going to leave me in the dust pretty soon. But uh, but one of the things from her perspective was she felt like she wasted a lot of time at high school because mm. she'd be in a class and would have grasped the concept and then has to wait 20 or 30 minutes or the rest of the class period for for some of the other students to, you know, get the concept. And so she, right. you know, she, she felt like she could have been doing a, a lot more with, uh, you know, with, with some of her academics in, in high school especially. So she was on board, was, I'm assuming, was she on board then right away when you said, hey, when your first daughter was old enough to homeschool, did you guys already have that conversation while you were either dating or, or, or newlyweds, or was it when the daughter came, the first daughter came, that you guys said, okay, um, you know, homeschooling is a way to right. go. Yeah, I would say, I mean, when we were dating and when we were first married, we kind of tossed the idea around and we're like, you know, I think we'd like to try this. Um, and then the longer we were married and then, you know, kind of this change in our mentality of moving out to the country and trying to do uh, do a little bit more for ourselves and, and learn learn some skills that, that we don't know and trying to teach them to our girls. I think a lot of that played into trying to homeschool. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's going to be a, a big deal for us going forward with the girls. And it's a a real positive of homeschooling is that you, you can teach them some of these life skills. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, I wasn't in public school, but my wife feels like as far as her education goes, it was lacking. And I mean, the the school district that she was in is a it was a top notch school district in Connecticut. And uh, you know, just a lot of those a lot of basic skills, even even just homemaking skills. You know, how to how to cook or how to change a tire, how to you know, just practical things that. I don't know if you I don't know that a school system has to teach all of that stuff, but we feel like with homeschooling them that we can we can really make a big impact in that regard. And also along with that, if there's a if there's something that the girls really take an interest in with homeschooling, you can really help them excel there. You know, like if the if the girls really enjoy baking, you know, they can do a lot more of that at home once they get their, you know, their their core curriculum done. They can spend a mm-hmm. lot of time working on that and maybe, you know, in the future that that turns into a career path for them and they've already had ex- a lot of experience with it cuz they started started doing it when they were, you know, 10 or 11 years old. Right. It, it, it's imperative to prepare young. And I think the younger, the better. It sounds like you guys are doing a great job with that. We're trying. It's like I said, it's, it's kind of been a shift in our mentality, especially the last couple of years. Um, we knew we wanted to get out and kind of start a small farm. But then once we got out there and <clears throat> we actually started watching a lot of YouTube videos, there's a lot of great farming and homesteading channels out there. Uh, mm-hmm. We realized, man, a lot of these people have skills and can do do some of these things for themselves that we can't do, and and uh, a lot of it comes down to to just not having to rely so much on having that 
cash flow come into your house you know if you can if you can do do uh, a lot for yourself you don't have to rely on on having you know a couple of jobs each <laughs> to make to right. make things happen exactly exactly so Sam Laura and the girls they have a YouTube channel uh, that I've that, that I've watched my boys have watched and my wife as well we thoroughly enjoyed it. it's called Teal House Farm uh, definitely check out their YouTube channel. Tell us a little bit about that and about some of the content you guys produce because I'm always thoroughly entertained watching you guys. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with it. Um, we just kind of try and it's more of a, it's more of a vlog style. Some of the homestead channels, um, it's more instructional and I don't feel, I don't feel right being, uh, too, telling people how to do things because I'm just a beginner, you know. Um, in high school, we, we kind of had a small hobby farm. We had, uh, with mom and dad, we had chickens and goats and a horse. And so I had some experience there. Um, but now moving out to the farm, uh, we the farmhouse uh, was built in 1897. Wow. And so um, <clears throat> there's a lot of fixing up that has to go on in that. It had been abandoned for five years before we moved there. So the inside mm-hmm. was was a mess and even the outside was a mess um and so we we just kind of try to document it in a, a vlog style kind of what we're working on through the week and you know sometimes it has to do with fixing up the house and sometimes it has to do more with our our uh, chickens or you know our last our last video was about our puppies that we got our large guard dog puppies i was watching We're that one last night okay. <laughs> yeah yeah great. <laughs> we don't want them to chase our chickens or jump on little people and and stuff like that so we just trying to it's actually kind of cool because we can look back at those videos we started doing that about a year ago but we can mm. look back at those videos that's kind of it's kind of like a home video first because you can see your kids when they were younger. But you can also see how far we've come on the farm and, and all the stuff that we've done. We really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So we discovered your channel a few weeks ago uh, when, when we started ours. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch you guys, to see what goes on at the farm. Um, so, yeah, I definitely encourage anyone listening, check out their channel, Teal House Farm. Uh, because it, it's a, it's a lot of fun keeping up with your lives and, yeah. and, and and seeing your girls and I think your wife I think Laura was making apple juice in one like how to make your own yeah it's very interesting oh, creative man. things you guys do yeah we had a uh, we had a <clears throat> we've got one huge apple tree by our our chicken coop and then a couple of smaller apple trees but that one big apple tree we got I think it was seven five-gallon buckets full of apples, and, and we didn't even pick all of them. Mm-hmm. But Laura, I mean, this goes, this is back to that trying to learn and, and do more for ourselves. <clears throat> you know, Laura made apple juice and applesauce and apple butter and apple jelly, and we canned apples too so that we can, you can either, you know, eat them later or, or make pies out of that. So all of that's just, you know, trying to learn and, and do more for ourselves. We're definitely being entertained and educated watching you guys, which is, I think, the perfect mix yeah. for, 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 oh, for a YouTube well, channel of any kind or any video content. It's, it's, you want to you wanna have fun, and you also want to learn at the same time. That's why I think your channel's perfect. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I enjoy watching your channel, too. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, thanks. Thanks. We definitely enjoy it. We're, 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 we're a lot newer to the scene than you guys. We just started... Uh, not that long ago, but it's it, it's a lot of fun. We really enjoy it. And like you said, home video, just being able to see, 
your kids and, you know, five, ten years from now being able to watch it in and of itself. It's just absolutely worth making those videos. Oh, yeah. There's there's so many things that you, you know, when we're vlogging and stuff with the girls that we catch. And I'm like, you know, if we weren't doing this, I I, I probably would not have a camera in my hand right now or a, a phone or whatever, you know. But right. one of my favorite videos is when we uh, we first brought our chickens home. We The first thing we did was bought uh, – before we, we – had a bunch of chickens. We bought some adult chickens, and then we, we bought some chicks as well. But we brought the adult chickens home, and uh, one of the videos, I'm just sitting there in front of the coop with my girls having a chat, and it's just like, man, if we weren't vlogging, I would not have this conversation, you know, <laughs> recorded, and it's something special. And that is something special. There's been a few times where one of the boys has been irritating me getting into something or doing something, and I thought, before I get irritated, you know, I'm just going to get the camera and I'm going to record this. And all of a sudden, my irritation <laughs> was gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, if it's on camera, so, you got to be careful. <laughs> if, it's, if it's on camera, all of a sudden I'm happy and I'm smiling. And go ahead and do it. It's like a great production value. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, last question here as we end on the podcast. How do you mm-hmm. measure success in life? Oh, goodness. I would say... Boy, that's a deep question, Jesse. I wasn't ready for that one. How do I measure success? I would say being, um, as far as, as as an adult here, I would say being a good role model for my children, both both uh, spiritually and also uh, and also as uh, like at my job and what I do. Uh, you know, my girls ask me all the time what I do at church and. It's a small church, and so it's it's not just worship leading. Like the, I'm, there's a there's a, a lot of hats I have to wear, and so I just tell them I I uh, I help people at work, and so that's that's mm-hmm. important to me. Trying to be a good a good role model for my girls. That's a great answer. That's very good. It's been a pleasure to speak to you, Sam, today. Um, and again, that YouTube channel that Sam and his wife and daughters keep is Teal House Farm on YouTube. Check them out. They're a lot of fun to watch. And uh, thanks thanks for being with us today, Sam. Oh, man, thank you so much for inviting me. I had a blast. This was fun. This has been another episode of that homeschool thing. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the Facebook community and watch our videos on YouTube.